This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Oregon's older adult population is growing rapidly. By 2030, there will be over a million residents, 65 or older. And the number of those residents experiencing a mental health disorder, such as anxiety or depression, is expected to double. Oregon's Older Adult Behavioral Health Initiative was created in 2015 to address these challenges. It funds two dozen specialists in all 36 counties to improve access to care and provide coordinated services. Kara Magarol is one of the specialists for Washington County. Lul Hadi Anderson is in Coos and Curry counties. They both join me now. Welcome to the show. Great to be Hi here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Lul Hadi, first, so how is this Older Adult Behavioral Health Initiative set up? Well, we are, um, so as you mentioned, um, Oregon Health Authority uh, funds uh, our position, and we are either contracted out to a community mental health organization or a CCO or um, like a senior-related service or um, agency. So for me, I am contracted at uh, Coos Health and Wellness, um, even though I cover two counties. Hmm. And Kara Magro, what are the problems that you're hoping to solve? Well, when this initiative was initially created, we were looking at depression and anxiety as being treatable, but largely either minimized or missed conditions in our older adult population. So that's where it started. I know a lot of our specialists have branched off into other specialties. We we do a lot of education and training around dementia, hoarding, um, more severe mental illness. But anxiety and depression are have always been our priorities in this initiative. Ulhadi, are there mental or behavioral health concerns that are specific to older adults or, or more common among older adults than kids or younger adults? Um, so the concern that we see with older adults is they will prop most likely visit their primary care provider for medical concerns that may have an underlying cause um, that's mental health related, um, such as that lingering backache or a headache or um, chronic pain. There may be some physical chronic pain, you know, true chronic pain, but it's also um, that depression, that anxiety is, exacerbates that. So um, the teri- uh, stereotypical that we see is an older adult, uh, maybe that goes into a primary care and they're, um, you know, they're, they're presenting with some um, physical um, ailment, but they, the assessment of the mental health is not um, looked at. So it's still somewhat siloed. And there's also some, uh, there's still stigma about mental health uh, challenges. Um, There's also um, how they describe their um, symptoms. So yes, they do have some unique ones. And um, oftentimes we see um, the word dementia is used for even just a minor, maybe um, memory lapse um, or um, there's not a baseline screening for um, that's equivalent to what we would see uh, in a medical um, setting, such as their vital signs in the medical settings. When you establish a new um, a primary care um, provider, they check your weight, your vitals, you know, and then in the, but there's not an equivalent where they create a baseline of where you are cognitively at that present time assessed for depression or anxiety or any other um 
symptoms that may be uh, prohibiting the older adults from being um, active in their daily lives or even connecting with um, others so social isolation and loneliness it's uh, it's there you know but it's they come um they will describe it as something else you know i just need something or i just need to connect with other people but somehow they they also have difficulty navigating the system. Hmm. Um, one of the things that I really recognize is uh, I see often in a complex case is that um, the dementia piece. Um, there's a stereotype of when an older adult says, I just feel fatigue, lack of energy. I just feel don't feel like doing anything. Sometimes it's clumped up to just, um, you know, it's just generalized weakness. It's just part of aging where, where really the underlying cause is depression. Well, so Kara, it seems like one of the things that you are doing is saying that if primary care providers are going to be, um, in maybe in some cases, the, the main healthcare professionals that older adults are seeing, doctors or PAs or nurse practitioners, whoever, that they need to, is it that they need more training to to help assess their older patients or to get them the, the specialists that they might need? Yeah, the training and and also the motivation to do it. Um, And then, so we, there are assessments that are available that can help identify some of these concerns and especially earlier on. That's what we want to be able to do for our communities to catch things earlier so we can put them on a better path so that their mental health can be taken care of, just like Lil Hadi said, just like their physical health would be. So that training on what screenings and assessments that there are that can be used in primary care settings, which is where we know a lot of older adults are seeing folks for their mental health. Um, And then also just being aware of what resources are out there. So if we identify an issue that comes up like earlier depression or thoughts of suicide or anxiety about falls, what are the resources available in the community that we can connect that older adult to? And if those resources aren't there, how do we work with our community partners um, like our senior centers or other community centers uh, to be able to develop some of those resources. So it's kind of this full circle of just creating our own system that's going to care for everyone as we age. Well, Hadi, you know, speaking of those resources, what does access to care look like in Curry and Coos counties? So we are, even though we're in the South Coast, we are considered rural. And so um, attracting quality uh, providers to come stay, especially those with families, sometimes is uh, um, a great barrier for us to even get anyone to move all the way you know, down the coast. Um, so access to care, especially uh, older adults who have primary uh, Medicare as their primary, the lack of transportation, um, even uh, right now as it stands, um, only licensed uh, clinical social workers are able to bill for Medicare. Uh, so we have that gap. Uh, we don't have a lot of LCSWs. Next year, we will, uh, Medicare has opened up that uh, billing system for even um, licensed professional counselors and uh, licensed marriage family therapists. So that should also help. Um, access to care, um, 
sometimes in a small community, um, once they've, uh, you know, visited a primary care provider and they feel like they didn't make that connection, they don't want to go back. The older adult does not want to go back. Um, older adults also may not want to seek, um, you know, Act, um, care for what they perceive as mental health challenges. Um, sometimes what they see, um, you know, that, um, that individual walking on the street, flailing their hands and, um, talking to themselves, they don't equate themselves as needing that level of support for mental health just to um, address a treatable um, condition such as depression. So access to care in our rural settings can be limiting and also the number of providers that's available. Uh, sometimes you will see uh, in a metro setting, maybe two months uh, scheduling time. For us, it's sometimes longer than that. Hmm. Uh Kara, how do you deal with stigma? It's something Luhadi has mentioned a couple times now. Yeah, that that's one of our major hurdles. So um, we really want to normalize accessing mental health and having it be a part of your overall health plan. Um, so, so just talking about it. So here in Washington County, we have our age cafes, our death cafes. Those are community conversations where we can just talk about some of our concerns and issues and uh, maybe things that are, are hard to talk about with friends and family. You can come in this community space that is facilitated, that's normalized, that's even sometimes a bit fun to meet with other people and have these discussions. We also embed uh, kind of that normalization into our trainings. So we have uh, one training um, called Aging Attitudes, where we talk about how your attitude about aging actually has an impact on how well you age. So that's it's it's really really great to be able to get out into the community and share that message and have a lot of heads nodding in the audience because I think it's just conversations that we haven't been asked to participate in before but a lot of people are ready to have those conversations which helps normalize some of the things they're going through and then hopefully breaks down that stigma so people will feel comfortable in talking to their doctors and their families uh, when they're ready to do that. Lulhadi, uh I mean, part of what we're talking about, in addition to diagnosable mental illness, uh, is loneliness, is people who don't have regular meaningful interactions with others. How do you change it? How do you foster community or some sense of togetherness? So the way I approach it is also engaging older adults that they could be more than 80% part of the solution to what they're experiencing. Um, one example that I, I like to share all the time is a, a client of mine um, stated that nobody ever calls anymore. And I posed to her the question, have you tried initiating the phone call? And she just had this look like, what? 
you know, that's possible. Um, so really, we in um, right now, we're all the specialists, most of the specialists are delivering pearls, which is a program to encourage um, active, rewarding lives. And it's an evidence-based program that has been developed by the University of Washington. And part of that is utilizing behavior, behavioral health activation. That is actually going out, uh, doing a social, attending a social activity, uh, doing a physical activity, and just putting themselves out there just to either be an observer and then eventually hopefully connect to others. And so we also have a great pool of um, retired uh, professionals that they're wanting to engage in, you know, creating a program for themselves, something that they can be part of. So I'm working on that piece. And I'm sure some of our specialists are also, if not already working on that so that we can engage the older adults themselves to be part of the solution, making that connection one step at a time. Kara, we just have 30 seconds left, but anything you want to add in terms of this loneliness piece? I, I, I totally agree with what Lil Hadi said. It's about just giving people permission to get out there and make friends, even though it's awkward, giving them some skills and resources to do that. Um, we also embed loneliness into our trainings. We know that loneliness is more dangerous to your health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So it's something that, yes, impacts our older adults, but it also impacts our communities at large. And if we work together to create more intergenerational connections that create spaces for everyone, that will greatly reduce this ex- this epidemic of loneliness that a lot of us are experiencing. Kara Magaril and Lul Hadi Anderson, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Kara Magaril is the older adult behavioral health specialist, one of them for Washington County. Lul Hadi Anderson serves the same role for Coos and Curry Counties.